When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hi, this is Christopher Lewis, and welcome to Dating Intelligence, the podcast where we give relationship advice from dating the marriage and everything else in between, and always with the goal of helping you to continuously be the best you at all times. All right, guys, hello, hello. We got a great episode for you today, and I probably have two of my most favorite people in the entire world on the show tonight. Probably? I don't know, G. She said probably. It should be more well, than hold on probably. here, ladies. Let me introduce you first. And all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna re- re-backtrack that. They are two of the greatest people that I know <laughs> in my you. life right That's now. That's better. All right, good. good. Happy to say that. So, whether you're married into it or in a relationship that puts you right in the middle of it, you've made the choice to enter into a relationship with pre-established kids. And yes, although it can be a thankless job sometimes, it can also be incredibly rewarding. Welcome to the wonderful world of step parenting. My guest co-host and I are both very familiar with being in relationships with kids in tow. My first guest, she has recently married into her step-up relationship, and she is someone who has always been up to the challenge in all facets of her life. Please welcome one of the best people you will ever get the privilege of knowing, and my best friend, Glisten C. Slack. Aww, What's up, sweetie? Thank you. Hi, thanks for having me. You're very welcome. How are you today? Great. All is good? Yes. How are those kids? You know. All right. <laughs> We're going to get into that. All right. Now... My next guest, this is, she has been in a relationship with me and my kids and has done so with an open heart and mind. She's my finding love twice over and the absolute love of my life. Please welcome Jamie Taylor to the show. Hi, honey. Hi. I finally got you on the show. I can't believe I'm on this side of it. I'm usually the one being talked about, so this is kind of a nice change. Well, hey, same, um, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm happy to have both you guys on my show. And guys, like I said, these ladies are the my absolute heart. You know, I, I wouldn't know what I do without them in my life. So I'm very appreciative of you both being on my show. So thank you for that. All right, so we're going to jump right into it as always, guys. And like I said, um, the topic of tonight is called Step Up, you know, being in a relationship with pre-established kids. And these two ladies both have, I think, enough experience. Uh, Glisten, you're actually married into it, like I said, for, for about how many years now? 
Let's see. I I mean, technically, they've been my babies for six years. Right. Yeah. And how old were they when you started? So Jackson, my son, was two. And Addison, my daughter, was a newborn. Wow. Yeah, that's that's starting from ground zero. Yeah. I don't envy you. I don't. I mean, it, <laughs> you know, lots of people say that, but there, there's, I mean, everyone has their own context, mm-hmm. right? And for me, in the way that I saw it, my husband and I came together. We'd known each other for years, nothing, no spark. And then my mom died and he started going through a divorce. And we're like, yes, this is totally the time we should get together. And, uh, I wanted a family as of like yesterday and yeah. and had been perpetually single on purpose. And so it was a dumpster fire and, <laughs> until it worked out. But the way that I felt and still feel uh, is they sort of saved me, right? It was a, a messed up puzzle piece of life that me- that met my messed up puzzle piece of life. And the kids were part were and are part of that. Right. Now, guys, yeah. what she's saying is all I heard was that this girl was ride or die before she got in a relationship with kids, and now she's stuck in it, but she's brilliant at it. And I've been through some shit with this girl, so I know what she's talking about is it's it's a lot for her. But like I said, I think one of the things that I admire and love about you the most, it's always been about family first with you, and that's something that you wanted to create, and kudos to you because your family's beautiful and they're amazing. You've done an amazing job. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. All right, I'm going to switch over to my honey boo. Hi, honey boo. Hi, baby. My precious that I call her. Um, All right, so now I am very fortunate that you came back into my life and I said finding love twice over. If anyone missed that one, it was an episode that we did earlier about finding love twice again and this one has come back into my life and we've been together for about four years now. It's been a good run and I hope it's going to continue to stay a great run and she's been, like I said, her heart is open. You've been amazing and accepting me and my, my, my girls into your life and I'm super appreciative of that so I want to talk to you a little bit more how's it going for you you're on air now you say whatever you want (laughs) (laughs) not exactly um it's been very interesting it's definitely a soul-searching endeavor there was a lot going into deciding to be in a relationship with someone who has children there's a part of me that says at the time of that we entered into our own relationship what was going to be the future of my potential childbearing Mm -hmm. and then what do i do with two kids who are yours who aren't mine fortunately the situation between you and their mom is great it's probably the best that anyone could ask for which sets up sort of a home run situation Obviously, your relationship with the kids depends on more than that. But if you have that to contend with in the background, it creates so many barriers that we didn't have. Once I got past the idea of maybe I don't need my own children, Mm -hmm. maybe my lifestyle, our lifestyle isn't ready for a newborn um and never will be ready for a newborn and then all the things that come with that so now there's three children and potentially four children um i never envisioned myself as someone who had many 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 kids frankly i never envisioned (laughs) myself as someone who had one kid you know so by the way same we've talked about this yeah it was an interesting transition for me to let go of that even though i think in my core it wasn't really what i wanted Um, It was just the fact that I couldn't have it. And so once I got okay with that idea, 
then it was much easier to have sort of this open mind about accepting two children that aren't mine. Right, right. And yeah. having them accept you, which well, they totally Well, that's a whole nother level. Them. That's a whole nother level. They love you. Right. Well, that's very sweet. And these are the things we're going to be discussing tonight, girls. It's just the fact that, you know, we're going to go through the whole gamut and just kind of start on going through the process of what people need to know. And I'm sure there's a lot of, we know a lot of women out there that have um, children who are single and getting into new relationships or, or vice versa. And it's, it's not easy. You know, you, it's got to be usually the right person. It's got to be the right fit. It's got to be this, like this whole thing lined up together to make it work. And I feel like, you know, going back for myself, um, I'm going to talk about something in the past for me that when I was younger, I actually dated someone who had a child. And I remember he was about three years old and I was, you know, I was, you know, going for it. I was like, you know, I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm willing to take the chance and bring this, you know, the whole package into my life and see what happens. Um, I think after watching, um, what was that movie? Bugs Life. I think that's when I finally went out because he sat on the toilet too long during the movie and it really pissed me off. So I think that was it for me. I'm out. Mike out. Super committed. Thank you very much. (laughs) I'm glad your parenting skills have improved. Thank you very much, G. Now with my own kids, I gotta, I gotta accept them. You know, we don't have to love them, but we gotta accept them, right? So, all right. So let's get into the fact. Just listen, like you know, Jamie had said something about this, and now me and my ex, we do get along, and it was a good situation for you. But you, on the other hand, had a more difficult road for your now husband and his ex. So let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so I I think, listen, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. That's obvious, right? You're mine. (laughs) It's one of the things that makes me love you. (laughs) Makes Um, one of the things I love both of you, actually. You're both my cup. In my family, I grew up in a really blended family. It wasn't a family tree. It was a family bush. And it wasn't always blood that united us. It was the choice that we were together. You both have you're part of my family you've been to my family so you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but you know we we're mostly Jewish but we spend Christmas at my step-grandmother's son's ex-wife's house but it's just my aunt right like and you don't get to leave the family you just get divorced and then you get remarried and then more people join the family and that's what I grew up in and that's my belief and that's how I live life so I'm coming into this situation and I think I call her our ex-wife because She's our ex-wife For sure. and will continue to be in our lives as, as long as those children are alive, yeah. right? Yeah. And if I had my way, she would come to Thanksgiving and we would do things together and we would go to dinner together. And that's, um, I, I definitely don't think it's something that she wants, um, but it, it, it may, it's not, not, it's also not something my husband wants, right? right? So it's, it's. No, I get it. It's difficult. And unfortunately, you know, sometimes you can't have it all. And no matter how you, Jamie, think that, you know, you did enter into a golden situation, there's there's a lot of road bumps and there always be a lot of speed bumps. Oh, of right? And it doesn't even have to do with the ex sometimes. It's sometimes more importantly has to do with the kids on what they feel and what they want. Well, listen, I mean, anytime you enter into a relationship with children already exist, they've experienced some type of trauma, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's someone who passed away, someone who's given them away for adoption, or someone who's had a divorce. And so, or the, the parent was never present in the first place. So no matter what relationship you have with the other parents, you automatically are starting with kids who have come through trauma in some way. Yeah. And so that's not the same as 
having your own child between the two of you and raised in the Willy Wonka factory yeah. and everything is chocolates and lollipops, right. right? This is definitely more challenging because you know that they're coming from a place where they want mommy and daddy together. Yeah. They don't understand mommy and daddy can't be together for various reasons. All they know is that they want both of their parents' attention at the same time, in the same house, from breakfast till dinner. Right. And that sometimes, you just said something really um, poignant. I'm going to use that word today. You like that word, right? Um, that's something that I feel like a lot of kids do. They feel like you now are interrupting what they feel like is just a possibility that their parents can get back together. Yeah. So anything as a step up pretty much is just like a roadblock in the child's mind. I didn't mind. get that, right? Because like my kids were so young. That's right. But that's the beauty. Yeah. It is. It, it, it will lead to different kinds of dynamics, right? But you mentioned the word trauma, right? And, and that word hit, it hits me because it, it ends up sort of being something you deal with. We fuck our kids up. That's what, am I allowed to say fuck? Yeah, you can. Okay. Yeah. We, we fuck our kids up. That's what we do, right? <laughs> That's why they go to therapy when they get older because they're not us and we do it the best we can, but we're going to fuck them up, right? That's right. And th part of that is in our own pursuit of happiness. And as a grown-up and as a parent, I want to show my kids what that means to pursue happiness because I want them to be able to do that. And inevitably, sometimes that means that it hurts other people. Mm -hmm. It's not intentional, right? But the reason I wanted to pick on what, what pick up on what Jamie said with trauma is because when you're entering a relationship with kids that have gone through a divorce, while mine may not have the trauma that you're talking mm -hmm. about, right? The the I want mommy and daddy together, and you're in the way. I I don't have that, but I. But that doesn't mean there isn't trauma because also our ex-wife and my husband have trauma from that as well. Right. So I actually disagree with you in the sense that I think they do have a similar kind of trauma because just because, let's take your younger one who was a newborn, I'm a firm believer that there is an incredible maternal attachment, but yet this newborn is spending time away from mom. Right. And so maybe it's not conscious. Maybe it's not like I remember last Christmas when we were all sitting around the Christmas tree. But there is no question that the children have an incredibly strong connection to mom. And so no matter what you do, whether it's when they were in utero, when they were zero or when they were 10, when they're not spending that time with mom, it's a challenge, right? They're missing a piece of them. And it's like, how do we, who aren't mom, in particular for women, obviously right. men have a little bit of a different scenario, but how do we deal with it? We can't usurp it. We can't be mom. We aren't mom. But it's like, how do you then acknowledge that your child is missing someone, feeling the loss, feeling abandoned, nothing that we intended to do, but this is the mind of a two-year-old, of yeah. a four-year-old, of mm -hmm. a six-year-old. There is no logic. But the, the counter to that, right, is that you only know what you know. And the, the truth is, I mean, so there, there, is, there should be context, right? So they spend half of their lives with us and they spend half of their lives with our ex-wife and, and her partner. 
And so when when they're with her, I have less control, right? When when they're with us, the 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 party line is you have more people that love you, and that's the environment they grew up in. And maybe this is my view of coming in from an alternate, non-nuclear kind of family, right? But it didn't look like everyone else. And so I didn't feel like I was missing out on something. My dad was never around. Right. I didn't miss him. Right. I, I felt like I got everything I needed from the family that I had. And I felt like I had all these extra people that loved me. That's how I felt as a divorced kid. Well, but I hope my kids to make that, that happen, way. though, and both of your sides, it's that like you both have that heart that's going to show that to them, you know, vice versa, where it's going to be some step up parent where they could give a shit about the kid. You know, they're there about their partner. They're there for this reason. And they don't show anything to the children to give them what they need on the other half of it. So at least, you know, you guys in one aspect are yeah. both on the same page. The fact that we're, you both are showing enough love to these children, which, you know, they're both, they're all appreciative of that. Whether it be younger, like Glisten's children are, you came in younger and Jamie, you came when the kids were four and four and nine, actually. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where, which we're going to get into right now. Let's let's talk about the challenges of being a step parent. You know, and you guys have mentioned something before. It's just like, you know, the challenge of being a step parent include coming into a new family where everyone else already knows each other, and you guys might feel a little bit left out. That's one thing. You know, the other thing is your stepchild might reject you. They're going to ignore you or just don't feel uncomfortable or shy around you, and that's hard. But I feel like both of you guys have these amazing personalities to make these children, whether they're trying to be a certain way that they just lose that because they can't around you. You guys are just so amazing that they can't. And that that's, that's the beauty of it. Um, so let me talk about some challenges for you Listen, right now. What are your, what are your main challenges that you're going through right now? I don't want to go about your past, but right now, what are some of the main challenges that you feel as being a step up that you're going through right now? Yeah. So it, it comes from my context, which is why I sort of gave the family history, but I, you notice I call them my kids, right? Mm-hmm. It not opposed to they're also my, our ex-wife's kids. They're also my husband's kids, but I call them my kids, and that's how I feel. And I'm super active and want to be super active in their lives, and to the point where this drove my husband crazy. He asked my son the other day in the car, "Well, when you need help with schoolwork and like you really need to focus on schoolwork, who do you go to?" And he asked him because he thought it was going to say you, Daddy. And he goes, Glissy. <laughs> Smart choice. <laughs> I know, right? Love you, Jason. Smart I choice. <laughs> I know, right? And I want that, right? I want to be a resource for them. But what, what I end up struggling with, though, is at the end of the day, they're, they're not mine. And that breaks my heart sometimes and it truly is my the only thing I actually fear in life I think I'm pretty fearless and the only thing I fear in life is if he woke up tomorrow and decided that this relationship wasn't for him my family would just disappear right like in a moment I never thought about that actually well, even just I, talking I think about that it like there's a a lot of fear about that, but I think that also happens with biological parents. <laughs> so I don't think that fear, even though you think it's wrapped up in a context if there's no biological connection, I know plenty of parents whose kids have woken up one day and said, I'm not really interested in this relationship, I'm out, right? right. And it's traumatizing, in particular, if it's your biological child. I think But it doesn't have to be their decision. It could be my husband. 
Right. Yeah, That's I get that. Yeah. yeah, you could just it just rips it all away. And now there's nothing. You know. Yeah. So I, I understand with that. that. All right, and Jamie, what about you? I mean, what is your what is right now? You're in it right now. What is your um, challenge of being a step parent at the moment? So I actually started going back to my therapist to try and work out some of my challenges. Um, you know, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist, as you know. Same I'm girl. a little bit of a pleaser, like a type A. And so in my mind, I have all of these lists about and pre-assumptions about how I think a child should be raised. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it comes from my own childhood. Um now, my own childhood, as therapy has sussed out, obviously had its own flaws. Um, we weren't terribly communicative, right? right? Like, I'm not an open book. I don't wear my emotions on my sleeve. Um, whereas, you know, I think really both of your kids' parents, our kids' parents, have that attribute. So it's interesting that you walk into a relationship, you see these children, and you have context of how you were raised. But that is not at all what's going on in this current situation. Um, And it's for many reasons. It's because your partner doesn't have the same ideas. It's because the mom doesn't have the same ideas. It's because it's 2021 and things have changed. Um, And so I think the thing that I struggle with the most is letting go of my assumptions and frankly, probably some misconceptions about how children should be parented. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes I'm right, but I think oftentimes because there's so many ways to skin a cat and there is no Dr. Spock's book (laughs) that's actually true about raising a child. There's no one way to do it. Right. And I think there are so many different styles of parenting. I need to be less structured in the way that I think about the children, not necessarily less structured in life, right? I do believe children need some structure, especially when they're younger. They test boundaries on purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that my view of the way that they receive me, that that the way they behave, like I should have a little bit less structured view of that. Right. I think you're doing a great job though. And I understand what you're saying though, but it doesn't, it doesn't come across per se when you're with them, because I know that both you girls, which we all do as parents, you know, because once again, it takes a village to raise these, these kids, you know, it's not just one. I'm happy to have the more the merrier to raise these kids because it's a lot of fucking work. But what I'm getting at is the fact that, you know, you both are um, happy to be there for them and to be a part of lives. And like for both of you girls, like you said, when um, the little one said, hey, who's going to help you with schoolwork? Glissy. And she said, Glissy, right. Same as you, which I love about you, Jamie, is the fact that you think about education a lot. You know, you want to make sure that they're doing the right steps to get there, which even for me, as far as I went in school and how much school in our family was very important. I still never had the structure that you have behind all that. And it's, and I think it's refreshing that I go, God, I don't have to worry about this. Jamie's got this, you know, it's good for me. So you're, you're helping me to put, point them in the right direction. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I mean, I do definitely feel all those things and I'm happy that you're receptive to those Mm -hmm. ideas, but you know, the other challenge, which I'm sure you also have is how much do you assert yourself? How much is too much? Like right. how much are, does the 
you know, mom or dad want to be the person making those decisions or having that conversation or talking to that teacher or whatever it is, like, you know, it's hard to know where your boundary is. So that's a very good question. This is stuff that, so people, I've done my research for this episode because I got two amazing women on here and I got to step my shit up to be in this conversation <laughs> with these two. So that's a very good question. What I found out is just that first and foremost with Bliss and you being married, you know, and, and now, and Jamie and I, we're just in a relationship with this. Um, you, The parents always take precedence. Like the, the biological parents take precedence. They will always handle every situation, but that does not mean over time that your opinion matters, you know, and that, and that's, that's where I feel like we are at a lot sooner because I think that my ex would be super accepting of you putting in your, you know, your point of view because right. it is helpful. Yeah. Um, on your side of Gliss, I know that it was probably a little more challenging at some point because you got you, as I know, you do get a lot of flack back and forth from that. And so these are two different situations, guys, where one over here who's married has to deal with a lot more, I feel, but you've also have made it to where people they're coming around you know me on the other hand you know i feel like we're both accepting of that as a lot sooner and more willing to hear your point of view which is also good so there's no right or wrong on when someone should chime in i feel like the best thing is to make sure we continuously all communicate what our wants and needs are especially when it just comes to the kids let's put aside our bullshit and all of a sudden if you're in this is what i always say guys and i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna get on my my soapbox here for a minute Mm -hmm. um one thing that always pisses me off about divorce and kids and people getting into relationships is the fact that sometimes people forget that because of your own personal issues with your ex-spouse or whatever it is, you forget that there are kids and if there are kids involved, that's the most important thing that matters more. So put your shit aside. You guys all figure out together. I don't care if you're dating fucking Tutankhamun or fucking whoever the fuck you're dating, but Amen. just make sure that the person who they bring into the life is accepting and let them know that, you know, hey, we want you to be a part of this because ultimately you are, you know, and I know, listen for you, I don't mean to bring up too much stuff and I'm not going to get into it, but I know that with your husband's ex, you guys just met the new boyfriend and things like that where your kids have to go to a lot of times and you know nothing about this guy. And so it's, it's very hard to be in a situation where everyone's not on the same team. And, it, and I feel like it's just a disappointment sometimes. Whereas you, Jamie, you know, you have that voice. You have the team. You have my ex reaching out to you when she wants to. And I feel like yeah. most people, even though you still were a lot of people like, well, this is weird. You know, like, why is the ex reaching out? And is she really on the up and up? Da, 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 da. Well, my it's, mom was like that, frankly. Right. She was like, I don't trust any of this. This is just weird. And a lot of people would feel that way. And that's the thing where why me and my ex. We, I'm the exact opposite. I'm like, oh, that's a good sign. But this is why we get along very well. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. why you're like, you're my other half of my heart. Um, but uh, that's but a lot of people, Jamie, feel like you do. But at the same time, it's over time where that trust finally goes wow, this is, this is really the way it is and this is the way it should be for anyone. Yeah, and I think part of that is, listen, some people come from a generation in which this never would happen. And I think that is some component of my mom and you know other people in my family. Some people have a personality that seek difference, that seek heterogeneity that seeks something that is outside of the norm and I think that's why the three of us sit at this table and get along as well as we do yeah so it doesn't 
at all bother me that, that this is the situation. I think, oh, thank God. Yeah. Like, I couldn't imagine our life if we had a contentious, pissed off, frankly, rabbit ex right. who was trying to, like, cook rabbits on the stove. Right. You know, right. rabbit right. boiler. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, the, the truth is, it's just like anything else in relationships, right? Whether they're... Uh, you know, dating, romantic, friends, familial, whatever, you only have control over your side of the street. That's correct. And this has been difficult for a control freak like myself in this situation. Um, but we can only do what we can do, and we can only control what gets communicated at our house and the kind of love and acceptance and open doors that we have and the open invitation that the kids have to extend to anybody that they want to come into what is our home, our space, our love, and our family. That, that, that's all we can do, right. right? I can't affect any of the other things that happen on the other side. And so it, while that drives me bonkers, I have to just wash my hands of it sometimes and give best efforts for 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 making it happen and being able to sort of crack that nut, right? Well, and that Kids are smart. They know where to go for what resource and they know what feels good to them when they need to try on all the different hats that they're going to need to try on. And so my goal is to just be able to be an extra see-it-be-it kind of leader for them. And when they have questions or decisions that they need to make in their life, they'll know to come to me for any of the ones where that feels good for them. And I want that to be the broadest, biggest category I can possibly be for them. Right. That's yeah. the goal. Which which both, I feel both of you have done really well. And guys, so what Glisten just said is something that um, is very important. And I feel that both of you do it really well. It's that you're not trying to fill a void or become, no. you know, the mom. You That's know, right. What your role is to basically just be someone who helps them to uplift them to someone they can come to, a confidant, you know, just be a friend. I amp up their mother like right. I talk about how great she is and how much she loves them and how many people in our family love them and we count all of the people it is not an either or it is not an us and them it is an and 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 that's the beauty of it and Jamie what do you think about that yeah I mean I couldn't agree with Glisten more it really is about trying to highlight that there's so many people in their lives like for instance I think I was going through with Blake the other day um, how many grandparents she had mm -hmm. <laughs> and she was going through all the grandparents and she I forgot my mom and I was like but what about my mom she's like oh yeah you know <laughs> so it's really cool for them when they take a step back and be like oh yeah I have this whole army behind me if they can see it in that way right. but it does take i think constant redirection and from, a lot of nurturing yeah because i think sometimes listen i think with our kids we're experiencing a little bit of um emotion which is partly due to age and i think also partly due to an age where expression happens um, and so it's been a couple years where this has been going on and it's like, now I'm going to state my piece. 
And so when you can redirect them enough from that, mm -hmm. then maybe they'll, it's like throwing shit at a barn door, right? <laughs> you throw it enough times, something's going to stick. Yeah. And so I think you just have to hammer, 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 hammer. Like, hey, we're all here for you. We all love you. Whatever your need, we're here. We'll help you do it. I, you know, I was saying, thinking in terms of, of the mom, it's like I almost air on the opposite of not trying to be their mom like i'm almost Same. like oh no 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 like i'm not your mom well, not because great, I, don't I, I try not to be to their be. dad half the time i mean but I, <laughs> but I have to so i get it but continue yeah you know i mean it's like i don't want there to ever be some misconception that i'm like elbowing my Taking way through the crowd yeah. be like yo yeah, yeah that's me right i'm, I'm, I'm the mom center here we go I yeah, listen, that. I was picking up your youngest from camp, and um, I met a little boy came up to us and says, hi, I'm so-and-so. And I was like, well, hello, so-and-so. We'll call him Sam. Okay. And, um, and you know, your youngest is kind of like looking at her feet, and I'm like, oh, how do you know, Blake? You know, we're just talking to him, and then his mom comes up, and Sam wants... Blake's number, which okay. is basically the parent's number. And so she's like, oh, can I give you my number? I'm like, definitely. I said, just so you know, like, I'm the dad's girlfriend. Here's <laughs> like the dad and the mom's number. I you can have all three. <laughs> I hate those moments. Like I, I, so that's not true. I love those moments and also hate those moments. When the kids are not with me, and I'm trying to do something on their behalf, pick up a prescription, like something like that, then I really hate those moments because I use the word stepmom. And it. I really don't like that word. I think it was what what movie? Cinderella. I've right? not oh, yeah. used it Just yet. ruined it for me, right? <laughs> stepmom. I hate it, right? I had stepparents growing up. None of them were called steps, right? And so the kids call me their glissy. When they're around and I'm in those moments... Then I love it. We had, we had a moment like that, too. It was when Addison was in preschool. My, my daughter was in preschool. And I was super active at that point, uh, picking them up and dropping them off from school. And so I would come in, and all the kids would be like, you're Addison's mommy. I was like, no. And Addison would run up, and she'd go, it's my glissy. <laughs> and then she had an awesome teacher, and the teacher was like, Ooh, who else in here has a glissy? And no one else raised their hand at Addison. Right. And then we talk about how special it is that Addison gets to have a mommy, a daddy, and also a glissy. Right, right. Yeah. That's great. That's, That's great. Good. So let's let's help viewers out there on how to help helping step parents go smoothly. Let's talk about some of the things you guys have already discussed. It's like, you know, make sure that you talk with your partner. Um, what role do you want me to play with your child? Or what should I do? What shouldn't you do? You know, all these things are communication with your partner. And guys, if you get into something with that have people that have stepchildren, just make sure that you and your partner communicate enough to know what roles that you have and what what are your boundaries? How far can you go with discipline? How much can you take with this? But mm -hmm. I think ahead, it starts listen. with what Jamie said. And mm -hmm. I did a ton of this too, which is therapy. I think before you're able to have that conversation with a family that you're walking into, right. I think you need to have a grasp on what your shit is, on what your baggage coming into that moment is. And by the way, that's not static. That's dynamic. Because right. as life mm -hmm. changes, mm -hmm. it will bring up other things, just like it does for everybody, right? Once you have... a a strong sense of that, then I think you can come into that conversation. But that's, again, not a one and done. Right. Having the 
making the space to be able to have a shifting dynamic of where are your boundaries, what's important to you, and I don't mean just you, the step parent, there's that word again, but also the parent, right? How do you guys want to communicate? What is hands down the most important thing, priorities one, two, and three for the kids? What are the things that trigger each of you? And having that be a dynamic dialogue. Yeah, of course. And dialogue is very important. So, um, and like you said, if, if you need to feel that there's things that you both need to understand about yourselves on what your wants are and what is your role outside of this, that's something that you said therapy or whatever you need. Um, but once again, it boils down to at least you both are communicating and thinking moving forward. And that's important. Um, other things if like you're willing to be a step parent. You really love the person that you're marrying. Yeah, that's yeah. that's like, huge. And you really want like, you want that because it's not for the faint of heart. Right. It's not, which actually brings me to a question that I had for you, Chris, mm-hmm. because I know you have your own perspective on this. Because you and I talked about how would you feel if I somehow brought a child into the relationship that wasn't yours, you know, in vitro, blah blah I blah. I remember this. Yeah. Um, and I wonder if there is a significant difference between the male point of view and the female point of view. Because I think, you know, as women, hmm. we love the person that we're with, but we have a maternal instinct for protection. Right. It may not even be love. It may not even be a desire to be a mom, but it is instinctually protection so in the moments where you're not connecting and in the moments where you're like jesus this kid is driving me crazy right, right? like at the you know, end parent the, stuff yeah, <laughs> yeah. Normal parent stuff right as as females i think and obviously this is not applicable to every single person but i think in general there is a little mode that kicks in and says it doesn't really matter that you're having a hard time dealing with this kid. Like your shit doesn't count right now. There's a bigger purpose. There's a bigger purpose. And so you put on the face and you dial it back and you go to another room and you count to 10 and you're like, who wants gummy worms, (laughs) right? And you change it up. I cannot underscore what you just said enough. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But I don't know that men have the same short-term capacity in terms of in that moment, but also long-term capacity to walk into a relationship with a woman who has kids and provide that same availability, emotional connection, support, interest. Now, obviously there's no guy here to actually stand up for themselves. Well, gentlemen, um, hold on. I'll know. take I'll take this. I went from the soapbox to the chopping block. I will handle <laughs> it, gentlemen. Let me talk. All right. So, my point of view is the fact that a I like anyone who knows me, it's like I'm amazing with kids. I'm amazing around them, but I also know that if they're not my kids, I can also let them go and be done with it, right? That's probably one of the reasons why I didn't want children in the first place my kids until love their I Uncle found Chris. the right one. Say that again. My kids love their And I love Uncle kids, Chris. but I can also walk away and leave. You know, yeah. that's the thing. But it's also no different than if you guys listen to Pets Are Us with our animals. It's like I feel like for myself that me personally, I'm only speaking for me, not all guys, that I have 
um, you both said it, we all have a sense of control that we want in our lives. When it comes to, if you had children and I came to this thing, yes, I can ebb and flow over time because ultimately it's like, I love you and I want to be in this relationship with you and I want to make it work. Um, it's the same thing as when we got our dog. You know, it's like no different than how your expectations on what you want to do with the dog versus how I, what I want to do with the dog. And I obviously let a lot of things that we had a big blow up about something. You haven't heard a blow up since then, right? Because I've learned to ebb and flow. The same reason with my ex, with the kids on how she disciplines the kid is way different than mine. Um, it's probably no different than if someone else's kids and coming in that. So these are the things that I look at and go, ah. Oh, not mine. How do I come in this situation and with my point of view on how I was raised on what I feel is right for what I want in my life that's not there already oh, in that situation? Oh, you mean situation. the same thing that we're doing. Correct. And that's what I mean though. So, But what I'm getting at is for myself that I feel that I tried it once. It was it was okay, but you know, I ended up being with the psychopath. So that's why it wasn't, I'm it like, wasn't, well, it wasn't the kid. It might not have worked out because of a three-year-old. It was, right. Okay. So that whole Bugs Life story still, the, the kid had to go to the bathroom, <laughs> do the movie it was people. The psycho. Still pissed me off because I missed half the last half of the movie. And I was really excited to see what happened at the end of that film. It Thank was God. riveting. Let me tell you. <laughs> right. So anyways, I was a little pissed off for that. So that kind of jaded me a little bit from that. I was like, you know, fucking kid, this is what happens when you have kids. I got to get in the way of what I want. And that's a lot of it right there. So a lot of guys, I feel, probably feel like, once again, it's they're getting in the way of what I ultimately want, which is spending time with their partner, spending time with this, spending time with that. So that's my take on it. And I'm sure a lot of guys feel that way. And most guys, quite frankly, are just selfish. You know, at least I have the capacity to be like, I'm willing to work and move and shake and to pivot. I am. But it's going to take a minute for me to get in there and go, you know what? After I have a blow up, probably it'll probably end up probably end up almost breaking the relationship up. But that's what it needs sometimes to realize what you really want. And so I'm honest and open enough to know for myself that it would have probably gotten that point if you had kids because I would have been like, you know, these ba 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 ba, and then you'd be like, you know what, ba 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 ba. I'm like, yeah, what's most important here? You know, you are. And so I would pivot and change and make it work if it was most important to me. Do I drop the mic? That's now? not how that conversation went. Three years right. ago. Right. But 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 <laughs> what I'm getting at right now, looking He's back wrong. on that conversation, is that if we if we would have went through it, which I was willing to do, don't get me wrong. So you can't say even though we're the conversation even though the conversation went where it no, no, went. No, no. Okay, no, no. good. We were willing to go down a different This is route. true. You're right about that. You're right about that. Which we haven't talked about at all actually. Right. But that's why that conversation where we're getting at right now is why I decide to go the extra mile and say, hey, look, I'm willing to do this with you and not go that route. Right. That's and, I, and I appreciate yeah. that. But it doesn't change the fact that even if I brought a child in at age nothing. Right. Right. I had in, you know, some type of fertility treatment with some random sperm right. and an egg. And like, it's not biologically your child, but that was really difficult in fact impossible for you to get past and i'm not picking on no, you course, but i'm just me. saying pick i'm, I'm curious no. to know genuinely if there is a difference between the way guys think about this whole scenario and the way that girls think about this and, whole I'm, scenario. and, I'm, and I'm positively 100 sure that you're absolutely right you know like you said something earlier that women have a motherly instinct guys are just like you know out there just to plant their seeds so if it ain't their seed, why do they want it? You yeah. know, and quite frankly, most guys don't even want their own goddamn seed. So, <laughs> why would they want someone else's seed? Am I right? 
Do I hear you? Amen. Do I hear you? Yes. Yes. There you go. All right. So moving on. Okay. I got that one, people. We're going to move on from this you one. I'm talking this voice for a minute. You said seed right there. Say it again. You got to count the number of times you said seed right there. <laughs> Enough seeds to plant in the world. Listen, make the world a better place. All right. All right. So we're going to talk about a couple more things about helping step parenting go smoothly. You know, you want to focus on the positive. You definitely want to take things slow. Now, Glisten, I know with your kids being younger at the time, you know, I don't know how much slower you can take when they're like two and four, you know, but Jamie, on the other hand, when you first, when we introduced the kids to you, when I introduced the kids to you, you and I had a plan and I think that you targeted it actually really well. You know, you knew who was the most important out of it when you assessed them and met them. And I thought that you did it great, you know? Yeah, so I'm going to stop you a little bit because mm-hmm. I don't like the word most important. Okay. But I did realize that of the two personalities that I met initially, I knew there was going to be one of those personalities that would be very withdrawn. And so I felt like it was most important on my part, not which of the kids were most important, but who do I focus my attention on the most right. to try and crack the shell? You know, and what is so, the outcome you're looking to engineer, and how do you strategically make that happen? I think that right. makes total sense. I think, yeah. yeah. The other thing I thought that happened that I really appreciated was even though I was a bit nervous to do it, interestingly, was your ex called me and she's like, hey, listen, I know you're going to meet my kids and let's just have a cocktail. Like, let's go out, talk. Let's right. talk about like that. who you are, who am I? And five I appreciate gold that. gold stars. Yeah. yeah. Five definitely. gold stars. Definitely. So immediately, I think it put both of us at ease for the future like oh you're not a cockatoo i'm not like an alien with three heads um and my kids are going to be safe with you Mm -hmm. but plus that creates connectivity for the kids whether you guys realized it or not because then you go home you're like oh yeah i met with your mommy and they go home like oh i met with jamie yeah that create creates a not that world and the other world that's a our world right Right. and just think how the kids feel when everyone's in the room together it just makes them that much brighter and shine i know you had a situation just recently where you know you went to the other home for the first time and your kids were explain the story you go for that i'm ecstatic that Mm -hmm. you even brought it up so so again I, i i just want houses to be merged right not every not in every way but like i want <laughs> continuity right and holidays together and all that stuff and so there was a moment where um, the kids had been asking us to come to our ex-wife's house and to see their rooms and so she agreed and we got there and the kids literally dragged us inside for a house tour they were so excited that they were showing us where floorboards meet and like the handles in the bathroom and like how the closet bars were were hung like it was every it was a probably two and a half hour tour and they were excited and over the moon and at the end of it we're all standing together in the living room and my son goes you are welcome here anytime and our ex-wife goes well he goes this is my house too (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome it was a really cute moment and it it shifted how they felt and particularly my my son is very emotional and uh, has a super high EQ and for him in particular I noticed an instant and immediate change in the transitions which are a whole topic in and of themselves Yo, yes. in how he approaches conversations 
in his willingness to, to FaceTime the other house when we're together, which is a constant offer at our house. And there's just more, he, he had a barrier removed for him yeah, in that moment. That's great. I and how much does he carry that? Like we don't think about that. I mean, we think we do, but I just think people in general don't understand how much weight a six, seven, eight-year-old child can actually care. Yeah. A lot. It's They carry so much. Right. They don't know how to express like, it. Like, we're seeing that with ours right now, yeah. for sure, 100%. Yeah. You know, she's carrying a lot of weight, but um, and she's, she's expressive. She's communicative to a point, but... You know, she's going through a lot, and I feel like it's just... Um, she's communicative in the way that mm-hmm. she's unhappy, but I do think it's hard for her to express why. Um, so, yeah, transitions are, I think, a big deal, even though there has never existed a barrier between households. Right. right. I mean, literally, I actually think one of the hardest days... Um, that we had was we had an amazing Christmas where basically it was our turn to have the kids for Christmas and we invited their mom to stay with us for two nights. This was this year. This year, this past year. So we spent the whole Christmas weekend together, like having, you know, a Christmas evening, Christmas Eve evening, and then woke up in the morning and opened presents together and then, you know, vegged out on the couch and watched Wonder Woman, right. ordered Chinese food, did a scavenger hunt. And then she stayed hunt. an extra day, didn't she? Did she stay the extra day? Yeah, yeah she stayed she Christmas right. day awesome. night. Yeah. And But the following day was super challenging. And I don't know if it was just fatigue or it was just like all of it much. Yeah. Um, so, so we don't have the physical or even the emotional barriers between households. We're super mergy, um, but it doesn't change that transitions are still tough. They are right. Yeah. And so, they what Jamie's are. saying, guys, is the fact that this ultimately says that you know kids still it, it's a lot. It's a big weight to bear, and they're trying to figure it out. You know, they don't want to step on any toes. And as much love as we show them, or we want to show them, they still get their own vision of what they see out there on both ends and they just want to do right by what they feel you know and so i get that all right so let's talk about you know like i said i'm so listen i'm gonna we're gonna stop this pretty soon but i want to know what what is the rewards for you of being a step up oh my god there's there are just so many right um they add purpose to my life in a way that i had not foreseen and i had expected that to be but I learned so much from them it's crazy like on a daily basis I learn more about life from the two of them and they reflect our behavior Mm -hmm. and so part of what I learn is just their fresh take on the world but another part of what I learn is pieces of me that maybe I wasn't aware of that I don't like because then I'll see one of them do it I'm like oh shit (laughs) that's a me thing right um but then i also learn about my own philosophies right like we have a we have a whole cussing philosophy in our house is a whole nother conversation (laughs) right but i didn't learn it until we got there um but i think probably the the most foundational sort of piece the the rewarding piece right is watching them grow and being able to not just have a seat to that, but to be able to participate in that play because I feel they're so capable yeah. in totally different ways. 
and the world is at their fingertips and to watch them and feel them start to learn that and feel them start to want to attack that and start to have the confidence to go after that and then to be able to like push them that like I just there are no words it's so rewarding yeah well said and Jamie what about you I know that we're um, not in the place where Glisten and Jason are, but let's talk about, um, pretty much we are, you know, we've been in a yeah, for a while. Yeah, I mean, while. our life exists in the yeah. same way. So I agree with everything that you said, Glisten, very well said, and I think all of those things are rewards. Um, but I can think of two things that I really enjoy and, and feel very grateful for. So when I was younger, my mom is one of seven and my dad's one of four. So holidays and family gatherings and birthdays and all that stuff was a big ordeal with everybody. Bring your ice chest, bring your pickup truck, park in the yard, (laughs) and let's do it up until midnight, right? And so there was a transition in young adulthood where we all grew up, we all went our separate ways. Unfortunately, some grandparents passed, some parents passed, um, and you lose that family connection, which is like the most innocent joy Mm -hmm. i think that people can feel is to be comfortable in people that you trust that you can be vulnerable with it's like you feel safe you know that you feel safe Mm -hmm. that bring joy to your life and so one of the things that i've really enjoyed is you know right now in my immediate family it's just my mom and i i have no siblings and my dad passed away so being in a relationship with someone who not only has two kids, but two kids and a mom and two grandparents and then their extended Mm -hmm. family and then your extended family who also have kids. And then when we get together, it's the cousins with the cousins, you know, that that I didn't have for a long period of time. And it's definitely something that I enjoyed growing up and missed. So I would think that's probably a really big one for me is to be able to have that innocence of happy. Like I look forward to holidays, even though they might end up in a temper tantrum. (laughs) I still like the process. I still like the journey. Um, And then I think the other thing is kind of close to what you said, Glisten, which is, you know, in my current line of work, I do have impact on other people. I'm in healthcare. And so that is something that has always been such a humbling experience for me and something that I value and feel blessed about. And so I have that same impact on two people who, for better or for worse, hopefully mostly for better, (laughs) right? Like I can mold them, I can affect them, I can guide them in ways that I think are positive for them. And so being able to have an impression or to be there in their vulnerable moments or to help guide them when things are confusing and you don't know Mm -hmm. and, you know, expose them to new things like that is something that is precious Mm -hmm. and I take seriously and and often try and think of new things that, you know, we can introduce them to and how do we guide them to be the best people that they can be. And I lose you know, sense of that sometimes because you get bogged down in the weeds and then you kind of get overwhelmed and frustrated and it's called life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But when I take a step back and I say, geez, you know, if I didn't have this, like, wow, what a missing chunk there would be from my heart. Right. 
Well, I think that's well said too. And I have to say for both you ladies that I've, you know, I've learned a lot from both you guys, just being a parent in general, um, because I know that sometimes it, it's, it's like with anything, it's stressful, it's hard, you know, you're, you're learning as you go. Um, but coming from two step up people here, I think you girls have done an amazing job and I, I'm like very happy. Revolution? Say it again. Is it like step up revolution? Oh, you just, did you just throw in a, a joke? Yeah, I did. And a movie yeah. reference all in That's one. That's great. I love it. <laughs> Step up revolution, guys. And like I said, it's just I've learned a lot. And I, I, I'm so appreciative of you, too. And I know that the children in your lives that you guys have, you know, come into are probably just happy as can be. And I know that they really cherish the both of you. So I'm appreciative of that. All right. So, guys, we're going to move on. And first of all, I want to say thank you guys on this. And this is a great subject. And guys, remember one, one final thing with this whole situation. There is no right or wrong with this. I mean, if you're getting into something with someone who has kids, you have no idea what you're doing. Just be you, first of all, communicate with your partner, make sure you're there for the kids. And there, it's not, there's, there's no role that you need to feel like you need to take with them. Just be there for them. And yes, sometimes some kids are going to be difficult. Some might be easier than others. You know, if you're who you are and you feel like you really want to make this work, then make the effort to just be a friend, be a mentor, and just be someone who can be a confidant and someone who who, who you feel that they can look to you for love no matter what. Because they all children want in general just to be loved, you know, and, and that's something that we all look for in life. So, all right. With that being said, guys, I'm going to move on to the question of the day. Ooh, and question of the this day. This is a good one. Now listen very closely. All right. So here's the question today, ladies, and you guys are going to answer this first as always. I hey, was not given this in advance. This was not part of my pre-interview. <laughs> well, good. This is going to be a surprise for you then. <laughs> hey, Christopher, great show. And I feel like each week you're getting better and better at your craft. Your subject matter is very informative and helpful. And you are always cracking me up with your smart-ass remarks. <laughs> Keep up the amazing work. Thank you very much. So here's my question. I'm a single mom and I have a nine-year-old son. He is the absolute love of my life and will always come first. Now that the pandemic is slowing down, I've started to date and have met a really great guy. We have been serious for about two months. He knows all about my son and seems to be on board with moving this relationship forward. At what point in time do you think I should introduce him to my son? I just want to make sure that all the boxes are checked before I make this happen. I think my son will really like him, but I just don't want to force it too soon. What do you think is a good way to measure the right time? Oh Sign, God, anxious but cautious. I have the best answer. All right. For this, well, I, I guess like. you're gonna leave. Listen's looking at me like she's about to jump out of her seat. People I say am. I so okay. So, but my answer comes from me as a kid of a single mom. So I, I guess maybe I have two two points of view. Right. I'm not a single mom today, so I can't answer it from that point of view. But as a child of a single mom who certainly dated, mm-hmm. uh, looking back on it, I never knew the men she dated unless they were important and there was only one and she married him and he was my stepdad for many, many years. That's great. But I definitely remember meeting lots of my mom's friends and they were boys, girls, neighbor, like looking back on it, right? She would introduce everyone as a friend, whether it was a neighbor, an old man neighbor, an old lady neighbor, someone from work, um, someone she was dating or a girlfriend. They all got the same name, friend. And so as a kid, she got to introduce people she was dating to me without me knowing that there was a romantic interest, which then we talked about it later on in life. And I was like, oh, God, that makes so much sense. Like, I, I had no idea. She was like, yeah, you weren't supposed to. Right. But it meant that she could screen them with me without me knowing they were dating. 
And I think that can happen as soon as you're willing to trust someone to be in your home with your child or in public with your child. Right. I think that's separate from when you say you're dating, but... I like And I'm that. not so sure that two months is enough time. Okay. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little bit more old school. Which well, we, don't, I, we also don't know how often they see each other and things as well, but... We don't. Your, we yeah. don't. I mean, I just... I agree in the fact that... Listen, I have zero... Um, credentials to be able to answer this Um, but I feel like kids are so impressionable and as if you're doing it in a way that is this is a friend it's in a public place this person's not spending a ton of time in your home with your kid Mm -hmm. because they're also quite intuitive yes they are so my guess is your mom wasn't like oh this is my friend bob he's gonna be here for the weekend <laughs> no right no, no, it was no. like you were at the park or you went to dinner or, went to or lunch yeah exactly. or like ice cream yeah which means exactly. that you know first which means that she was taking you know having kids to heart and who she wants to spe- yeah. specifically bring in and like you said your stepdad who you know at the time I still feel like he's a pretty amazing guy and kind of went a little south after your mom passed so I'm sorry for that to you but I like the guy so and I've, and I've had the privilege of knowing him you on the other hand Jamie I feel like you know you set your boundaries with me and said hey this is my parameter my timeline This and, I had, and she had a timeline guys on how she wanted to meet the kids and I feel like it was it was good I, I liked what we did pretty far out yeah I it think. was I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it was around six months. Right. Um, We were a little bit wrapped up because even though your ex and you were separated, you had this transition plan of you were sleeping downstairs, she was sleeping upstairs. Back to the whole life thing. Right, and we weren't divorced yet. Yeah, I mean, so Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I can't meet them as your girlfriend when they're not entirely sure that there's a breakup happening, right? And I'm not out of the house, right. Yeah, you're Mm -hmm. not out of the house. It's weird. So... So the way that your breakup actually happened kind of set the tone a little bit for that. But I also felt like for many reasons, I wanted our relationship to be solid. Mm -hmm. And I wanted them to understand that there was definitely mommy and daddy were separated. They were not married. They were not living in the same house. There wasn't this person who was in there breaking up their family. Um, So... I don't know if there's a right answer to what is the right time. I think when you feel is right, keeping in mind that kids are impressionable, that kids get it, they're intuitive. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, there's no time limit on, you know, when you want to be a a unit. And I think it also depends on when this person's breakup happened. Right. Yeah, when, where point. was the dad? Yeah. Is yeah. the dad's in the picture? Did he pass away? Is it, you know. It well, also that... comes back to this idea of, you know, so I'm taken to a situation which I was not in, but I do have friends who had parents who perpetually dated, right? And they knew their parents were dating, right? And they were dating this person, that person, this person. And we fuck up our kids. We already laid that groundwork. That happens, right? Yeah. But at least that's them trying to be happy. Right. Yep. So, so, you know, in this situation, the kid is nine, right? To your point, kids are smart and intuitive. They're going to know what's going on, right? I think you have to follow your heart. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I feel like, you know, unfortunately, I'm anxious and cautious. You know, if it's, there is no real time answer for this. So it's something that, from what I just read and what we heard, it sounds like the guy 
really, really likes you. You really like the guy. And you, it's just use your best intuition. If some red flag comes up, your spider sense starts tingling, then it's not the right time. But if you feel, you know what, my gut says that this is the right time, um, pick a point in the future and make it happen. That's all we can say. So. Yeah. Frankly, okay. if in the last year there's been five two-month guys that seemed really special, maybe yeah. don't introduce them yeah, to don't, this don't, one. And that's the thing. <laughs> don't, 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 not, don't introduce the revolving door guy. That's the worst. <laughs> we don't want your life to be a revolving door. No kid needs to be a privy of that. So, All right, guys. Well, ladies, Glisten, thank you so much. Thank Jamie, you. honey, I love you. Thank you so much. And <laughs> okay, thank I am you. so happy to have you guys finally on my show. And Woo! it's like, this has been great and I'm excited. And um, guys, we love you. And once again, if you Glisten, anything you want want to plug no great dating intelligence <laughs> all right that you. was my answer right. you can say it though Wait, hey i'm a, I'm a time, love I... one two three dating, dating intelligence. intelligence the podcast <laughs> all right guys you heard it first from those girls right there so if you need me please dm me anything social media with dating intelligence the podcast or you can reach me at christopher at, at dating intelligence.com as well um great show guys today thank you so much and um we'll see you guys soon thanks chrissy bye guys Adios.